0: Come on everybody, it's time to listen in To an actor and a teacher who love the wrestling No more division, forget those prejudices The Wrestling
1: Connection is here with Glenn and Chris Hello everybody, welcome to The Wrestling Connection My name is Chris, this is Glenn and this is a very special edition because not only is this is episode number 48, a monumental episode, as we all know, number 48 in wrestling terms. Great number, I don't really know why. Yep. <laughs> I'm just trying to build up there, I'm not really sure. But, uh, episode 48, is not going to be as random as the number, it's going to be just as delightful as every other week here on TWC. Hello again everybody, welcome in. Hope everybody's comfy. As I said, my name is Christopher, and uh, Glenn's here also, but he is live from his work. Not for any real reason, other than we just thought it would be funny to record one from your work. How are you? I mean, I don't know if it's so much the the humour associated with it than it is the
0: practicality. Uh, For context, folks, I'm not sitting here in front of a room full of teenagers, I have to stress this. (laughs) Um, I mean, (laughs) that'd be (laughs) hilarious. I know, I'm in an empty classroom, it's uh, after the bell, everybody's gone home, uh, except for the odd few members of staff, such as me, who are here, still working, and uh, the sad reality of being a teacher in Scotland right now, Chris, is that we work, um, you know how, you know the way the press reports about us, you know, bloody lazy teachers and all their holidays and all that, the reality is that we work a horrendous amount of overtime, I, I work most evenings and most Sundays, so uh, I'm taking a wee break now that the bell's rung and I'm officially off the clock. I am not being paid right now, and so using all of my own equipment, I'm sitting in my classroom and uh, just—it's um, uh, nice to do this in a kind of a new surrounding. And I, I you know, and I'm not going to lie, the internet's better. So you know, it's right. uh, it's good. But to answer your initial question, uh, I am—I'm—I'm I'm okay. I'm frazzled. It's a stressful time to be a teacher in Scotland. Mm-hmm. This goes. This episode's going out on. Um, on Sunday, isn't it? So yeah. Sunday, which will be the... Uh, 14th Mother's Day. 30th, 14th of March. So first of all, to all the mothers out there, whether you're Shelton Benjamin's mama, or Bam Bam Bigelow's mama, or no, sorry, not Bam Bam's, uh, uh, Buff Bagwell's mama. Did the right. uh,
1: Bagwell,
0: that's right. Yeah, uh, all the famous mamas in wrestling. Uh, I'm going to put Vicky Guerrero in there, even though, you know, her sibling, her children have not really been on telly that much, but you know. True. They, well, Dominic.
1: Dominic, yeah. Well, oh, of course. <laughs> somebody Uh, call my mama somebody call my mama brilliant
0: um and so uh where was i going with this but so uh, tomorrow is there for the 15th of march which is when all kids return to scottish schools in some capacity and mm. um, so a lot of work the scottish government uh, listen i don't want to get political but uh nicola you didn't give it a lot of notice about this did you you didn't you didn't, No, you didn't did you so like <laughs> it, it does mean that we are working very very hard to get ready for young people safely and i stress that safely coming back to our classroom Uh, I'm proud to be doing my role in it I'm proud to be doing what I can to get kids back into school safely but it it is a lot of work hence why I'm sitting in my classroom right now and uh, so I'm stressed I guess but I'm hopeful that there are brighter and better days ahead I guess and and one thing that helps me when I'm upset or frustrated or stressed is is to go to my happy place which is wrestling and to
1: really kind of focus on that true me too i'm always like that if i've had a hard day at work or something like that or i'm just stressed in general comfort programming um yeah. obviously there's also shows that we may have grown up watching and that sort of thing sitcoms maybe that might be like comfort programming but nine times out of ten i'm putting on an old raw or something just because yeah you know it's it's more comfort programming than anything you can switch your brain off and stuff which is always which is always a good thing and i'm assuming you know you're stressed and stuff we'll do a little episode of the podcast this might take some of the stress off but also yeah. I'm assuming you're better dressed than usual You know, because you're at work what You're you probably sitting at a desk With a proper, like, desk chair officially You know, mm-hmm. there might be a more professional episode Who knows? Who knows, so next item on the agenda, Chris, moving on Ah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh, dear me, dear me I thought you had something on the agenda No, no, I was talking about bum bum uh, I, I just uh, oh. thought it would sound professional If I said that there was an agenda Which oh. I definitely do not have <laughs>
1: And the I, thought you were try- to, to I thought you were trying to, like, progress the shoe on, right? Okay, get on with it. Next thing. Right? Okay.
0: No, no, but perhaps we should because, you know, I don't yeah, know what people are probably getting
1: a lot of that at their listeners to talk about you being in work, so it's fine. And the um, Jannies might kick me out, let's be honest. Let's be honest. Let's try and get this done as quickly but as professionally as possible. Um, It's been another week. It has been uh, another tumultuous week. What have you been, I mean, I'm going to su- suggest that you've been really busy and you've not had a chance to watch anything, maybe on the WWE Network or anything like that, but have you seen any wrestling recently? The biggest thing that I've been following, the thing that I watched in the past seven days,
0: was Revolution, uh mm. and uh, I thought I—I I feel like I've seen you talk about this online. So I mean, I think a lot of what needs to be said has been said. But I think right. head to toe, it was a really good show. There were some parts which I got a wee bit disengaged with, like yeah. like I—I—I really—I don't know what it is, but there is something missing. From the women's division in AEW, it needs better star power. It needs better storytelling. It's it, it's a wee, and this is just my opinion, and I'm I'm gonna move away from this quickly because we're a positive show. Mm-hmm. But I feel like that's one of their biggest weaknesses. It's uh, absolutely.
1: I don't think you're. I don't think you're alone in that opinion either. It's just um, not as much time has been invested. And in it listen, they're in a ratings war, quote unquote. I guess not a war, but they're, they're look. I suppose they're in a ratings war with other programs, aren't they? Not just NXT, yeah. but other things. So when the ratings come in and that sort of thing and the big demographic is always up when there's whoever Cody Rhodes on and all these other people and not for the champion Shida, who's a great champion. You know they're they're straying more towards things to get the demographic in, you know, which is a detriment to them because what they should be doing is putting more time into the women's division so they get the demographic, you know. Yeah, absolutely. Um, but it's also been there's also been two occasions where the women's title has been on the line and they've done a massive rating. It's just not been consistent, you know. So uh, yeah. I had I did see the post media scrum thing that Tony Khan was doing. and Someone asked if um the women's champion deserves like a main event at some point on Dynamite, and he said within the next few weeks he's pretty certain that the women's title match will be in the main event which is nice to hear refreshing maybe we're going in a good direction but it's lack of star power it's lack of time in the booking there's not really a story you know in the women's division and there not really has been Um, yeah right this is my this is one thing i don't like about
0: tournaments like I, i i enjoy a good tournament but i do feel like tournaments can sometimes work to the expense of good storytelling yeah and i feel like one thing that NXT has done a little bit better in the last few years. Is integrate storytelling within the dusty classic. It's still yeah. not perfect, but it's better. You've had like Whereas, Gargano
1: and Champa being together, and like the Undisputed yeah, Era and stuff, yeah. And like, and then even even with
0: the Men's Eliminator, is it that what they call it? The the, the Eliminator tournament, or I think something else. Yeah, AEW, Yeah, the, yeah. But you know, with the last one, it came down to to yeah. Hangman and 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 uh, Omega, right? Right. So yeah. there, there you go. There's your story, right? Whereas with this, it was just like, I'm a very competent Roman wrestler. Yeah. Well, I'm also a very competent wrestler, so let's have a match. Yeah. Um, so, but listen, I say head to toe, it was a good show. It was maybe the the very top hair on the head of the show wasn't brilliant, but it, I think it. And as you yeah. were saying to me, and I'll let you have your say about it, but I I agree that and folks, if, you, if you've not seen it, we're talking about the the explosion or lack thereof yeah. it would be a shame to judge the entire show by that one botch.
1: Yeah um, Bully Ray tweeted a quote from Vince McMahon, I don't know if you saw this and he, yeah. he tweeted basically saying what Vince always says is the only thing people will remember is the finish you know, <sighs> and he's it's so true. right, like what a great show a variety show, which is really important especially in 2021 yeah. Um you know, and I listen, people have, have been critical of the main event and stuff. I don't know why I liked it so much. I think because I was expecting the Omega and Moxley barbed wire explosion deathmatch thing to go horrifically wrong. And if you look at it, it probably yeah. did because of the thing at the end. Um, In terms of the explosions and stuff, it never goes well, does it? Like, even in independent shows and stuff that's I guess, mm-hmm. specialise, quote-unquote, on these deathmatches, yeah. always something goes wrong, right? Up until... The, up until after the bell at the end of the match, I thought that was as good of a barbed wire explosion death match as you're going to get because the two of them were brilliant. They looked great. They were selling the, the explosions and the barbed wire. They were making things count. They weren't overdoing it. There was big OMG moments. I was like popping up moments. Yep, there yep. Was, wasn't was too many false finishes. There was clever moments. The I mean, obviously we're in 2021, but the blade jobs were really good and the blood looked great. You know, mm-hmm. and it's just thought, what a great match! And if, if we're going for a death match, that's as good as you're going to get. And then, of course, yep. the ending happened. God love Eddie Kingston. Oh my God, God love him. He's done such a good job, and it's just a shame because it was a disgrace. And also, Tony Khan saying the story is going to be all oh, well omega about the ring, and he did a bad job. You know, which was obviously like the back. You know, if something goes wrong, that's what we'll go with. You yeah. know, but they just didn't really relay the information to. Eddie Kingston, but why would he? I mean, Kingston had his head down, he didn't see the explosion, you know, he was just doing his job, um, but it really was disappointing, not because, oh, you know, um, disappointing there was an explosion, you know, what I mean, like, mm-hmm. it's a feckin' explosion. Yeah, I mean, I didn't, I didn't want to that, see yeah. Dean Ambrose's, like,
0: arms and legs flying apart, you know. Of course, of course. But- but yeah, I mean I am not I'm not a fan of these matches in general. I enjoyed it a lot more than I thought I was going to. It wasn't what I was looking forward to going into the show. I was more excited about Matt Hardy and Hyman Page going into the show. Yeah, I love their uh, story. So simple. It's sim this is it. So like sometimes all you need is just a very simple story. And that and I think it's the story element of the death match that I ended up liking. Yes, there were innovative spots. So yes, it was very exciting. But they've told a good story with um who, who the hell's ambrose with moxley <laughs> and omega and uh the eddie kingston stuff just added that little bit of emotion it is a shame that it was castrated by what happened but i still think the, those men involved in that match deserve the world of
1: respect for what they did in the yeah. circumstances and what i will say is the the poor explosion happened after the the bell rang you know yep so if we're looking at the match great you know, the, the maybe the the payoff wasn't the best, and I mean they built up really well with the countdown and stuff. It's just yeah. a shame. It's just was almost like, oh, <laughs> it's just a shame. But uh, yeah, let's try and forget about that. You and, don't and you, the don't, you match.
0: don't you think they should have just had Gilbert on Retainer just in case it was?
1: Sh- <laughs> <laughs> Did you see someone on an NXT? I think it was shot. Was it Black Blackheart? Maybe she tweeted a gif of Gilbert coming out. <laughs> I mean that's quite playful, isn't it? I mean, yeah, yeah, and and like T Bar. Of uh, retribution was like tune in tonight for an explosive episode of Raw. <laughs> his part's so funny, by the way. He knows he knows his storyline has no meaning and is doomed. Even though Mustafa Ali is doing really good, but um listen, poor retribution. What a great idea that was. Do you know? Do you know? I like.
0: Do I like about retribution? Those men and women. I mean, obviously, I can't speak for all of them, and I could be wrong here. But especially with guys like T Bar, I do get the impression that, like you say, they know it's a bit rubbish. Right. You know? But they're doing their best with it, and that's very professional, and that'll work in their favour in the long run. If this is a stinker, fine, but it means WWE goes, do you know what? We can trust this person. And maybe
1: T-Bar could be on another level someday. I mean, look at Randy Orton doing this voodoo stuff just now with The Fiend. Like He's in the middle of a match with AJ Styles, and black goo starts coming out of his mouth. You know, I mean, you're like, what? But Randy Orton, he's going with it, you know, yeah, and he's making it work. I like you it.
0: Know? Listen, he can sell anything to me now. Randy Orton has yeah. pushed himself creatively over the past year and a half. And he's like the MVP, apart from Montel Vontavious Porter of yeah. Raw, um, in terms of storytelling, I think, certainly in the men's division, for that reason. I mean, not everything he's been given is good. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, but I think his contribution to what he's done has been really, really um, worthy of commend commend it's been it's been commendable that's what i'm trying to
1: say um absolutely we should be remiss in saying or we would be remiss in saying that we loved i'm speaking on behalf of you i really enjoyed what they're doing with bobby lashley just now making him look like an absolute killer Uh, i've never been the biggest bobby lashley fan if i'm honest um but he's a big star they're making him seem like a big star it's someone different you know good for him he seems like a good guy yeah Um, Good on him winning the title. I don't know. I mean, and also good on Miz too. You know, there's no, I don't see him being in the main event at WrestleMania, but he played this part. There's there's someone else that will take anything and make it work, you know. Um, Whether it's going to be Drew and Lashley, which is fine, but they did it last year. I'm thinking it's going to be a triple threat and Lesnar's going to show up at Fastlane. I don't know what they're going to do. Even if they do Lashley and Lesnar, fine. But I think Drew Mm. needs to be in there somehow. Um, I think so. I don't know. But I mean, you know, good for Miz and good for Lashley anyway. I think if you
0: have a three-way at mania and it's Lashley Lesnar. Oh, can you? I'm I'm sounding
1: a bit crackly. Yeah, you're a bit crackly. Though, but you're fine. To... you now. Hold on. I don't know what's going on. Oh yeah. Check the connection. One two one two. Yeah, sound fine now. Okay.
0: Okay. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue. Um. Right. So, uh, I, I, what I was saying was. If they if they do go with a freeway with Lesnar, Lashley, and Drew, just I would want that to be a five minute explosive match. I basically want that to be what Goldberg and Lesnar was at WrestleMania thirty seven or whatever year that was. Not mm-hmm. thirty seven. Uh, whatever year. Twenty seventeen. You know yeah. Twenty seventeen. I, I basically want it to be that, but with three men instead of two. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So um, I, can I just can, sorry before I go further, how am I sounding to you?
1: You sound fine. Yeah. You sound
0: you oh, sound cool. fine. You yeah, you sound- you, were, you, were, you did go crackly, but you're fine now. Awesome. Uh, so yeah, that's my uh, that's my hope for the main event for the Raw main division at WrestleMania. I think I figured out what was causing that issue. By the way, so I'm just uh, fixing that sound okay, issue. No worries. Sorry for the technical glitch, ladies and jelly spoons. Sorry. Right. Um. So yeah, I just um. I uh. I feel. I feel good about Mania this year. I, I, to be honest, they could they could present a steaming turd this year, but the fact that it's going to be yeah. Raymond James in front of fans, that's what's the draw is for me. I don't fucking care wait to see, what the card is.
1: I can't wait to see what it looks like. Also, Edge and Reigns is going to be good regardless. You know what I mean? It will be. It um, definitely will be. And remember the Royal Rumble pay per view match that was a few years ago with like Strowman, Lesnar, and Kane? It was a triple threat match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just was not good. I don't want that. But I don't think it would be that because Drew and Lashley could do stuff, you know? and
0: Yeah, that, that was different because Kane was clearly just there to take a pinfall, whereas exactly. this time, Different, all these three men would be on an equal basis on an equal level. And just to go quickly back to Lashley, you said you're not much of a fan. Uh, historically, I haven't been as well. The reason I never liked him, even in his DNA days, is I just didn't think he was much of a character. I just he was just a bland, strong man. But yeah. everything I didn't like about him then, I feel, has been addressed tenfold now. Uh, and I feel like it's uh, a much, a much, much better uh, character that we've got now. He's much more interesting, he's got much more depth.
1: So I'm, I'm all for Lashley as champion now You um, you may be a genius Or you may be a psychic Because last week on the show You predicted the debut in AEW of Christian All the way to his fecking music When did you make of that?
0: <laughs> I, was, I was really happy with the result I, I mean, a few people online have made the point That uh, it was maybe a bit underwhelming Because the hype got out of control But, but that's
1: always going to happen, you know
0: But everyone's like top. Three was, was like or f- everyone's top four was Batista, Lesnar, Punk or Christian you know that's, that was the four big names
1: and so I think to think about those other three names though I don't think it, realistically it was going to be any of those three other than Christian you know yeah. yeah exactly
0: so I think um I think the mistake they maybe made was Paul White being announced before uh, the show I would have had Paul White show up out of nowhere at the pay-per-view uh, and then I would have had him say, "Oh, and by the way, there's somebody else signed." And then, then it's all kind of like all done in on a wonder. Do you know what I mean? That, yeah.
1: But you know, it's it, hindsight's twenty twenty, and let's all put twenty twenty behind us. <laughs> so. Yeah, exactly. Um, but a lot of people were doing that comparison, like when Christian came out at the Royal Rumble. Everyone was like, "Oh my God, Christian! What a great surprise!" And yeah. then he debuts in AEW. Oh, Christian, really? <laughs> yeah. We get so bored so easily, don't we? Yeah. Listen, I was very happy to see him. He came out. he looks like a million bucks. It's so funny how like how much more of a star he looks outside of WWE. Um, and I've always been, I've always had a guilty pleasure for that music. Um, I love how they used it. It's brilliant. Um, yeah, and it, I kind of used I, it as I my backyard you. theme song one time in CWA. <laughs> of course you did. Of course you did.
0: Oh dear. I, I just, um, I, I think it's the right move for him, and I, I'm, I'm really excited to see how they use them. I hope they don't. I hope he will be a part-time wrestler, but I hope the way he's used is meaningfully, realistically, he could be a convincing world champion, and he doesn't need to be mm-hmm. a full-time world champion either. So I'm, 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 I'm very hopeful for that, for for what he's got to contribute.
1: Christian versus Cody would be great. Christian Omega, Christian Moxley, Christian Darby Allen, Scorpio Sky, all these people like. What, what The possibilities are endless, ladies and gents. And also, I just want to say, we'll move on quickly. I know we don't try and stick to current stuff as much, but what I'll say is it's so exciting to see so many new young wrestlers right now, right, um, in AEW, because they're all getting time and they're all getting a chance to be themselves and stuff like that. And it's so funny, people like Jungle Boy and MGF and Ricky Starks and these people who will literally be around for the next feckin' 20 years somehow, Yeah. and we're sitting talking about them now. You know, yeah. is it going to be a Randy Orton scenario when when he first started, we were talking, oh, this guy in Evolution, you know, genius, he's going to be here forever, but he, he's brilliant just now. And now we're talking about him all these years later saying he's the best thing in wrestling. Are we going to talk about yeah. Ricky Starks, who is, I, I think, has got main event written all over him? Um, are we going to talk about him and Jungle Boy and, and these people in the future, just like we are with Orton and AJ Styles and people like that? You know, I don't know.
0: I hope so because I think what we've seen in this past ten years with the likes of Chris Jericho, Randy Orton, AJ Styles, and I'm going to say it, Natalia as well, Mm. uh, is that if you play your cards right and you continue to evolve, maybe that last part doesn't apply to Natalia because her character (laughs) hasn't developed that much, but from a from a from a technical in ring point of view, this applies to her. If you play your card right, if you work hard, continue to evolve, you can realistically be in your prime in your 40s and that's the that's the, ma- the matter the, the that's the fact of it because these men are showing this and yep. do you know who else exemplified this 20 years ago hulk hogan so it's uh, it's still doable you know and uh, i hope these young men and women see that and realize that if they want that longevity not everybody wants that but if they do there it is possible
1: yeah, I mean, look at Britt Baker and Thunder Rosa and stuff. I should probably make a point, earlier I said there's no stories. They've had a story, Thunder Rosa and, and Britt Baker, that's been really good. But all um, than that, I do think we need to work on the women's division a little bit. Um, right, got a little game to play going forward now. Oh, God. Uh, I found in my camera roll, you ever do that? You just scroll into your camera roll and you find a random picture, you go, when did I save that? Um, all right. This was a wrestling game of bingo. So what we're going to do is I'm going to read through the the suggestions on the card and I would like to hear from myself and you some form of story or like a quick anecdote to each one of these things. Does that sound okay? I'll try my very best. Okay. I'm going to need you to be on your toes. Improvise. Um, (laughs) Right. So first one at the top right-hand corner is have you ever been to WrestleMania? No. No. I have watched WrestleMania. I have watched WrestleMania a few times. (laughs) Uh, Next one is a dedicated segment. Have you ever met a wrestler? I think so. Okay, how are we going to <laughs> talk about that one? Um, tell me who your top three encounters with wrestlers go. Uh, Bailey
0: and uh, John Cena, and <laughs> they've got a lot to choose from, you know, it's, it's yeah. quite nice that way. Uh, Bailey, John Cena, and I'm going to go ahead and
1: say... Paul hey- Heyman. Paul Heyman, okay. Fair, fair. That's a good one. Um, if you are a new listener of the show, ladies and gents, we have a whole segment called Meta Wrestler. Not Meta Wrestler, Meta Wrestler. Um, <laughs> so give it a listen. We've done a couple of best of compilations with some stories in full detail all about our encounters with wrestling personalities. It's always one of Glenn and I's favourite things to do on the show anyway. Um, in terms of me, top three, best encounters, Roddy Piper, uh, the Young Bucks, and probably Sheamus. I've thought about that a lot recently. I guess yeah. we will tell the Sheamus story coming up soon. Look forward uh, to that. How, do you own a WWE cup? I, I own a WWF cup. That counts, yeah, that counts. I've got there one go. that I keep my Sharpie pens in. Nice one. There we go. Do you subscribe to the WWE Network? Yes. Have you attended an AEW show?
0: <laughs> i think if there hadn't been a pandemic the answer to that question for both of us would have been yes by now
1: it's yeah. gonna happen one day it's crazy to think so isn't it like it, not only would it have been planned it probably would have
0: happened you know i think we'll um, get a dynamite at the hydro one day
1: maybe ah, oh, yeah it could it could be a like a sort of few house shows maybe that they do um would it be the hydro do you think it's got to be right i think they could do the hydro
0: if it's tv they could do the hydro here yeah F- first time round. For the novelty of it, yeah,
1: definitely. Yeah,
0: TNA always did better crowds in its heyday in the UK than
1: it ever did in the US. True, very true. And it's on AWs on a better network here. Um, yeah, yeah. listen, if there's a pay per view at Craven Cottage at the Fulham Stadium in London, <laughs> there's a good chance I might I might make the journey down. Aye, same. Especially if it's a good card. Yeah. Uh, do you have a selfie with a wrestler? Yes, I do. I have many. You have tell us one about Bailey. You got one about Bailey. So I got one of Bailey. I met
0: her outside a hotel. I promise I wasn't stalking her, but it might yeah. have been a little bit. Uh I've got um pictures that I've taken with uh, Goldust and uh, Bret Brett Hart and Paul Heyman and Eric Bischoff, um God, I could go on and on, Matt
1: Hardy. Well, no, um, listen, there they're pictures with them. It's not a selfie though. You know, okay, it's not look, when
0: you're so, taking with your phone. Right. Okay. So selfies, I'm I'm thinking the only ones i would I would count then are Bailey, uh Coke Banna, uh I've got well, War Machine, the the Viking oh, yeah. Raiders, you know? Yeah. Uh, the Viking Raiders. Um, Joe Coffey, Flash Morgan. Um uh in fact in my picture that I took with Flash Morgan, um either Eric or Ivar, I get them mixed up, is photo bombing it in the background. That's a great <laughs> story. That'll be a future meter wrestler one these days, right? Yeah, we should uh, talk about that. That's a good one. That's a great story actually. Um uh I got a bunch with Grado. Like the amount of times I bumped into that man is unreal. So uh,
1: yeah, a few of him. I don't have any selfies with wrestlers. No, I've got pictures with them, as you were saying, but in terms of like pick up my phone, quick catch the selfie, no, not at all. So not even Cesaro, who I was chasing down Buchanan Street. Um, Have you ever been ringside at a wrestling event? Uh, Yeah. I when was, was at
0: ringside. I, re- I realize I should be giving you more than one time. <laughs> yeah. <yes>. Uh, <laughs> no, okay. Yes. So I was I had excellent ringside seats at Rebellion. I was about four or five rows back. But the best seats I've ever had at, at like a big WWE show would be one of the Brayhead Arena shows in November 2012. I was in the second row. Uh, I think that's the best seats I've ever had at a wrestling show for like a big WWE one. I'm not talking about like ICW and stuff. Yeah. Uh, and that was like uh, that was the night where CM Punk got into an argument with my friend Callum. Uh, for his entire main event match with Ryback uh, Great show, great night And it's also the day I met you Chris
1: Of course it was, yes What a, what a fateful day back in 2012 Absolutely. I think one of the first episodes with the live event experience episodes I think you told that story in great detail so um listeners, if you want to go back and listen to that, you'll hear the, the story of Ryback and mm. the Ryback fan, I should say, with CM Punk next to Glenn. That was that's a good one. I, now, I know for a fact you've been in the front, front row of a Smackdown event. Front row, Smackdown, house show, uh, the Brayhead Arena in April 2013. And it was the one where the New Age Outlaws decided to go on tour with him. Um, and oh, it was yeah. the New Age Outlaws and Sheamus versus The Shield, actually. And The Shield came out through the crowd, which was really cool. Cool. Um, and I remember them sort of organising it. And, you know, like the security woman was going up through the stands and was telling the security, like, they're going to come through here. Um, no, I don't know <laughs> if she was Scottish or not. I was just <laughs> that voice <boys laughs> on. Um, so that was a good one. I remember being in front row and doing the whole New Age Outlaws, like, opening monologue <laughs> yeah. like verbatim, which was fun. Uh, and also on that show, it was Big Show versus Randy Orton. Uh, and I touched Big Show's sweaty back. Um oh. Have you, brave.
0: dear listener, have you touched a wrestler's sweaty back? If so, write in, I've touched Randy Orton, Chris Jericho and Batista's sweaty backs.
1: I've got a high five of Randy Orton and uh, Alberto Del Rio, who was also sweaty, um, and uh, Seamus too. So there you go, that was a fun go. one. I mean, of course, I've been to like ICW and, and BCW shows and stuff. I remember going to one, in, I think it must have been the ICW one in like 2010, like one of the first ICW shows I ever went to, and like, yeah. being like, I am second row oh my god, and like taking pictures right? of my seat and stuff and be like, I can't believe I'm second row! where there was only probably about like 400 people there, if that. You know what I mean? 200 people. Yeah. <laughs> but still. Uh, do you own any wrestling merchandise? Uh, lots.
0: Probably the most prized possession. Apart from like my signed stuff that I've picked up at various shows and events, Inside the Ropes, etc. Um, one of my prized possessions would be my replica tag title. My My best pal and I have these they're like friendship bracelets for us and we have the raw tag titles together. Uh, other important items include like a loose Scotty to Hottie action figure which my personal <laughs> friend and podcast host, co-host Chris Moffat got me for Christmas. Uh, and, I got more yeah, than like that
1: the, by the way. It wasn't just a Scotty to Hottie figure. Was...
0: No, it wasn't. Uh, but still, I, 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 I really... Uh, those are the, the, kind of the more sentimental items. Um, I no longer have the foam Hardy Boys glove I got at Rebellion 2001. Yeah, uh, that that went missing once when I moved home.
1: Oh, but
0: uh, but yeah, what about you? You I, obviously you have wrestling merch, but is there is there an item that for you is like the most sentimental? Maybe well, your signed belt.
1: Yeah, I have the belt. I have the replica World Heavyweight Championship from like tw- two thousand and two through twenty fourteen. You know, the big yeah. gold. Um, I have that signed by a bunch of people. But I also have a soft spot for my like original VHS tapes that I had when I was younger. Like I've got mm-hmm. the WrestleMania seventeen original tape that came out back then and stuff that I watched religiously and stuff and. I still have that zone ring somewhere, you know, with the, the yeah. black canvas and the red ropes and stuff. I still have that, but those would be sentimental things. But in terms of, like, what is a prized possession, it's probably, it's got to be the, the rhetoric belt. Yeah. Um, does John Cena follow you on Twitter?
0: You know, this is annoying because he follows so many people, but no. I, I, well, actually, do you know what? I'm going to say, yes, he does. I just can't see him.
1: Well, there we go. <laughs> um, I love how that is an option though because he does follow so many people I love how that could be a possibility you know.
0: but you know I met him when I was 14 listeners and he he did a lot for me and my anxiety at the age of 14 uh, it's a lovely story that you know I I I told uh, way back in one of the older episodes um, I think it's on the first compilation of Meet a Wrestler I'm not sure but uh, go back and find that one because it's a sweet story uh, so I met him in 05 during his first WWE title run uh, so he doesn't follow me on twitter but i've met the guy so i think that counts.
1: yeah prominent prominent moment in your life and story for the show uh do you have a t-shirt from pro wrestling tees now i did have um before pro wrestling tees kind of like hooked up with aew so i've bought maybe three mm. or four aew t-shirts in the last two years since they've been in existence whether that be for christmas or whatever mm. so i guess yes but before aew i do have a couple but they were mainly through like new japan and stuff so it wasn't as if i was like okay in fact, do I? I think I do have like just like a sort of independent one. Like I've got a Stone yeah. Cold Steve Austin one that says Broken Skull Ranch on it. So I guess that's from him and through his pro wrestling store and stuff. Um, I didn't buy any of those CM Punk ones that he, when he joined a few years ago. Um, but I do have a few from like AEW, and I got like the Bullet Club one in 2015. Um, yeah, but yeah, a, a couple, I guess, yeah.
0: I don't think I have any, unless the Mick Foley one that I got from you at Christmas counts. I don't know. If uh, that's no, well, that was actually
1: from WB Shop, but the I will oh, say the WB Shop um, material and stuff is is way better than the Pro Wrestling Tees one. The designs mm. and stuff for the AW tops are really nice. Like I've got the Jericho one that says Le Champion on it. and Stuff I love the design. I don't know if it's just the material, like the cotton is a bit more rough. If that makes sense, yeah. um, it's not as comfortable really, but. Um, You know, they're never too expensive. They're like $20 and they go, you know, 90% of the income goes to the wrestler. So I don't, I don't ever have an issue buying one off there. Mm
0: -hmm.
1: Uh, Do you own a wrestling belt? Yes, we do. And Uh do you subscribe to a wrestling podcast? Do you, Glenn? (laughs) I subscribe
0: to several, including the Wrestling Connection podcast. (laughs) Do you subscribe to your own? (laughs) Yes, I do. But honestly, no, to speak openly and honestly, I love the Inside the Ropes podcasts. I, uh, they, they, they put a lot of different ones out. I listen to quite a few of those. I, um, listen to the Attitude Era podcast whenever that brings a new episode out, which is usually on a, a monthly basis now. Um, those are the, those are the one, the main wrestling ones I have in rotation. Obviously, all the stuff Conrad puts out, I dip in and out of, but there's so much content now that it's kind of, you, 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 i don't make an effort to keep up with it but I, I i'm enjoying the new Kurt angle show right now that's quite fresh
1: yeah that is fresh that's good Did, i heard a rumor though that because of this WWE network peacock move um the mm. old stuff is going to be re-uploaded in like a staggered way and it's not all going to be available for the us users until Nida summerslam Um mm. it might just be a rumor i don't know but then i saw someone tweeting conrad being like what are you going to do? <laughs> because, I mean, that's what you do. And he was like, I have no idea. So uh, hopefully all is well for the podfather. Um, I'm fun. going to have to pause. I'm going to go put the oven on. I'll be back in 30 seconds. Enjoy.
0: Are you ready? You think you can tell us what to do? Think you can tell us what to say? Well, you better get ready. Master Just uh Keeping you entertained, ladies and gents. Whilst we're waiting for Chris to come back. He's a nice guy, he really is, he's a good lad. So I passed four. I'm quite keen to get moving. But we'll just see. We'll see how much longer the pod goes for. I'm enjoying it though. It's cathartic after the stressful day I've had. Um And that's a message for you all. Take pleasure and make sure you make time to do things that you like. No matter how taxing or demanding your life is. Try. Try. Because you'll never know unless you try. You'll
1: never know unless you try. Right. Hello. Still there? Yep, yep. Didn't do much. (laughs) Okay, nearly done. Okay, next one on the bingo card is, do you have a mirror selfie with any merchandise on? Uh,
0: Yeah, in fact, I took one when I put my new Mick Foley thing on and probably a few with belts on and things like that too. Uh, It's just not a mirror selfie, but there was once years ago at Royal Rumble Party that Robert threw where I'd had a few drinks and uh, I walked home all the way back to my flat Wearing my, my spinner belt. <laughs> my Very d- nice. Seen us. Uh, so I didn't take a mirror selfie, but that's, I kind of thought about that, as you said. What
1: about you? Probably. I don't know. I've, I've, definitely with, you know, merchandise on, whether it be a t shirt or something, but I guess i have probably got one with a belt somewhere. Yeah. Probably. Uh, has a wrestler ever liked one of your tweets?
0: Ah, uh, yeah, quite a few. I mean, obviously, for us, like the big one was Haman <laughs> uh, sharing our podcast and right. having listened to a, a segment of it and uh, telling uh, his millions of followers that he felt that our content was funny, which is that was uh, we talked about it at length, but it happened last summer. Um, but yeah, I've had a few. Um, I, I think uh, you, you know, I think that's probably uh, Heyman's liked a couple of mine in the past uh yeah. and uh you know and you know uh, there might be a habit that I had a few months ago
1: where I was trying to DM a lot of wrestlers but yeah uh, <laughs> you've had a few haven't you yes chris jericho is probably the biggest one for me um he retweeted and liked a couple of my things but he also replied to a few and like a uh, quote tweeted one when i was reacting okay. to one of his new f- his new songs uh, he released a christmas song in 2019 and um uh-huh. i tweeted about it and stuff with a link to the video and he replied he, like quote tweeted it being like brilliant chris or something like that you know which i thought was good or love this i think he was like just that. you think he was just talking about himself probably probably yeah that's <laughs> the type of thing he would do but yeah so that was really cool and that, in fact um it was the fozzy song nowhere to run i think because he'd done it on the day of all out 2019 the day he won right. the world title i remember sitting in fraser's watching the pay-per-view Getting ready for his match with Hangman, being like Jericho literally just tweeted about my video, <laughs> so nice. I thought that was really cool. Uh, Vince Russo uh, replied to one of my tweets one time and uh, enjoyed my content so much, actually followed me on Twitter, which was fun. Um, Excellent. Obviously, Ham the other one, Eric Bischoff has done it a bunch of times. Conrad too, um, and Kaylee Ray does it all the time. I always like to tweet about Kaylee Ray being you know this unbelievable range she's having. In NXT UK, she always um, likes my tweets and stuff. And so there's gang, exactly. but I suppose that they don't really count, I guess. They do count. Um, they do. So yeah, that's, that's probably the biggest ones. Uh, have you ever attended a wrestling pay-per-view? No, I haven't. Glenn, have you? Uh, yeah. And um, we'll tell
0: the story uh, in November, I think. Uh, oh, yes. WWF Rebellion 2001. I was 10 years old, ladies and gents. And uh, it's not a very good pay-per-view if you watch it now, but it, it's got a very
1: special place in my heart. And uh, we'll talk about it at length in the future. I, uh, we were at a couple of ICW pay-per-views, but, you know, not in oh, terms of... Up, yeah. uh, and I was at a Ring of Honor show that was like a their Network Honor Club exclusive. I don't know if that counts. Mm-hmm. But there mm-hmm. you go. And the next one, have you ever attended an ROH or New Japan show? I have. I attended... It was actually a mixture of both. It was like ROH versus New Japan in Edinburgh in uh, June of 2018, the same day I met the Young dogs. Excellent, excellent. Uh, have you bought merch directly from a wrestler? So I'm assuming that means have you gone to like yeah. a merch stand and said, I will have that one, please.
0: Yeah, on in on the one evening I bought merch from directly from Pete Dunn, Tyler Bay, and Jordan Devlin.
1: Very nice. Very nice. I th- i definitely like no I'm Dar and, and people who are local, but um, in terms of like online and stuff, I guess the pro wrestling tea thing tease thing still stands. Like I've bought the Austin T shirt directly from a store and things like that, and there's yeah, probably been a couple yeah. other ones. Um I'm trying, I feel like there is one. I'm forgetting it. But I mean, I mean, I'm talking about
0: like giving a twenty quid note to Pete Dunne and him going, Rachel thanks, mate." <laughs> he's got such a
1: raspy, deep voice, is not he? He doesn't. It's quite nice. He does. He's very young too, which is which is funny. If I have a voice like that, I can <laughs> only strive to have a voice like that. That's, that was more Ronald Villiers. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Do you own more than ten wrestling t-shirts? At one time, I probably did, but now I probably
0: own closer to. Five four or five right so it's much smaller
1: now i so what do man I, 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 either it's either yeah. football or wrestling tops my whole wardrobe it's it's i should probably get some new clothes but it's just so funny the last year i've not needed any of our clothes <laughs> <laughs> well that's true so it's fine i have trousers and stuff too you know yeah even though i'm not wearing any now right have, did you ever want I, to be always, a wrestler growing up uh yeah i wanted to be stone cold glenn austin
0: that was uh, always an ambition of
1: mine the, uh, yeah. the brother of uh, stone cold mike austin yeah, who is the brother of Steve, of course <laughs> Brother of Steve <laughs> uh, Yeah, I wanted to be a wrestler when I was very, very young, of course Then I wanted to be a wrestler in my early teens So much so that I created my own wrestling promotion in my back garden Put it on YouTube and stuff Then I wanted to be a wrestler in my mid-teens Even so much I went to a wrestling school Then I realised that um, wrestling is sore And it's tough And I don't really have the body to be a wrestler so, yeah. But I like performing So I went into acting And look where I am now so there you go. Nice. Uh, I will tell the wrestling training story soon. I've been thinking about it recently, so maybe because of that, I'll do that. Nice. Uh, have you ever watched the WWE movie?
0: Do you know what? Um, I've, I've I've watched um, the the one that's made by WWE Studios about the spooky mirror. Uh, oh no! I tell you not. I've seen both the No Evil films. They're they're both brilliantly terrible. I, yeah, I I'd thought the first it. one
1: was actually quite good. Well, I haven't seen it in a long time, but there you go. So,
0: yeah, those would be the only ones, I think.
1: I've seen a bunch. I've seen The Marine. Uh, Mm -hmm. I saw The Marine 2 with Ted DiBiase. (laughs) Um, I saw 12 Rounds and 12 Rounds 2 with Randy Orton, even though it was supposed to be CM Punk. Mm -hmm. Uh, I saw Legendary with Cena. What else did I see? Um, That may be... And, of course, Fighting With My Family, if that counts. That was a good one. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Almost there. (laughs) Have you? Do you subscribe to a wrestling YouTube channel? Uh CM Forty Two TV. Thank you. Uh, no, yeah, I've I
0: subscribed to like um What Culture and uh Cultaholic and Wrestle Talk and Stephen Larson's channel. You know, like all the kind of the main ones. I've just realised it's a lot of white men talking about wrestling on YouTube, isn't it? There's not a great deal of what you try representation. To say. I just feel like I just feel like it's dominated by quite a quite a singular group and i know this yeah. is maybe more of a a, a deeper point for what's supposed to be a light-hearted conversation but where's where's the representation there uh i just i just feel like and my apologies if there are people yeah. of color who are very successful commentators in that genre uh or or women who are commentators in that genre but it does seem to be very much dominated by white men and i realize the irony of me seeing this on a podcast hosted <laughs> by two white men but it's just, I, I realise that like a lot of those like internet darling shows that um, uh, Brian Zane of Wrestling with Regrets hosted, that, you know, it seems like the big draws are the white men. And so, do you know what? I would like to see that change. I would like to see, uh, and again, my apologies if it's if it's my own prejudice, if it's my own implicit uh, bias that I need to act upon where I'm only seeking out white men, but you yeah. know, not deliberately, but subconsciously. If I'm the problem, I'll fully accept that. But I do feel like there's there's not as many that you hear in the kind of the big names of wrestling commentators on on YouTube. So. Sorry, I didn't mean to get so deep there, but I feel no, like was, no. I just realized that when I was going through them, you know, it's it's mainly white men. Well, I guess
1: because those are the more popular ones, you know, um, maybe not because of that. Maybe just because those are the popular channels. And as you say, I'm sure there are people out there that are doing, you know, daily content, weekly content or whatever. We just We just don't know of them. And maybe it's like our job to get them bigger, you know? I don't know. Yeah. Uh, definitely there's definitely women out there because i do subscribe to a couple of, like women who do stuff but you're right about people of color too i think that's something maybe that we could look more um look more into i don't know but yeah good point yeah um, more
0: subscribe to them and support them that's what i
1: think yeah and uh, last thing on the wrestling bingo card have you ever almost died at a wrestling show now, i don't like the word there because <laughs> there actually has been wrestlers that have died at wrestling shows have you ever yeah. almost been injured and i know for a fact you have done because i have a video of my phone of pete dunn throwing someone into you Oh yeah, I've forgotten all about that. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, Pete Dunn picked somebody up, and uh, uh, he was go aiming for whoever he was wrestling. I forget who it was, uh, and uh, it went. I actually, don't have that video anymore. Do you know that? You and said it yeah, he be- went colliding right into me. Um, BT Gun owes me a pint because he he snatched out my hands at an ICW show and smacked uh, I think Stevie Boy over the head with it. <laughs> fair um, fair. Um, But no, I think that's probably the closest uh, You know, I've had a lot of weird experiences At these live events But uh, that's probably the closest I've ever come to death
1: What about you? (laughs) I don't have any near-death experiences But what I will say is that at ICW in 2010 uh, Wolfgang threw a chair out of the ring And uh, I hit my dad in the leg And I was sitting next to my dad So I was nearly hit with a chair by Wolfgang And then Wolfgang... The gentleman that he is came over and apologised to the both of us, which was really nice and we didn't have to do that. It was more about just we were kind of we in the way, we were sitting in our seats. But what I mean is we were kind of asking for it because we were on the aisle and, you know, there was yeah. there was no barricade back in the day. Um but that's probably the closest thing. I'm sure there's gotta be another one. Yeah. There's gotta be one. But um I've never been the only time I was like so close to the ring was that was that, you know, front row one. So mm. it's not as if I've been close enough where like a weapon's been thrown out or whatever, you know. So yeah, um, yeah. Well, there you go. We would we would score quite a good um, amount on that bingo card, but we would not get bingo as we would did not uh, pass the whole test. Test. This is a test on the So, um, <laughs> I that kid was you fun. not, Chris. Test has just walked into my classroom. <laughs> no, you never. Um, right. So, uh, before we finish up, we're going to do a, a little bit of a, a, a quicker and, and shorter episode this week, just because Glenn is at work and he needs to go home to his lovely wife and get dinner. But it would be remiss if we do not do a random wrestler right here live from the classroom. Here we go. Yes. let we'll
0: do
1: two. Dropping,
0: the the, the cage dropping is much more echoey in this room.
1: <laughs> I wonder how it does sound in arenas. You know what I mean? Like, it sounds great in our ears now,
0: but like. Yeah, that's the problem with Rebellion 2001. They used the old cage, so it didn't come down from the ceiling. It just was assembled, you know?
1: It was assembled like the Avengers. Okay. <laughs> Recently returned in the Royal Rumble this past year tell us a little bit about any memories you have of the cool one himself Carlito 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 you know what cool is doot. you're looking at it doot, I doot, don't doot. think I don't
0: think that I've ever actually seen Carlito wrestle in the flesh but I um hmm. would uh I do think that I'm a fan but I don't have much more else to say about him I just uh gutted that he's not done much since the rumble he's not really got any kind of ongoing deal with wwe I'm sure, it seems but yeah uh, yeah
1: but, yeah what about you that's funny though because gets such a good response you know what i mean yeah. like online people are like oh he looks great and stuff it's really so good to see when he was on the bump wasn't he and so was christian right enough but um yeah listen i've always liked carlito always liked him always been one of my kind of like not a... i guess he could be he does fit boy status really doesn't he um a bit yeah. daft you know but like we we're good in the ring. I never, ever, ever understood the character. You know why you spitting yep. apples and folks' faces. Um, I I spend the face of people who don't want to be cool. So it would be I'd spend the piece of people who aren't cool. You know what I mean who doesn't want to be cool? Yeah, you know, um, that's true. But then again, you know, I just thought, oh, wait, it's just maybe it's like a, it's a wrestling thing. Like it doesn't matter if it makes sense. <laughs> you know what well, I mean? But there's, it's there's a lot of that. His matches in the mid two thousands, I thought were really good. He did the like, he was like IC champion for a bit. I remember being raging though when he beat Cena for the US title on SmackDown, and like oh, his yeah. first match and stuff. But he had good matches with Jeff Hardy, Shelton Benjamin, Johnny Nitro. Around that time, you know, Ric Flair even had a good match with him. So um, I always thought it was really funny. I like how. He was really good, like, selling stuff with his face, and he did that SummerSlam, or was it WrestleMania, like, commercial with, like, Kelly Kelly, and he was trying to, like, chat up and stuff, and then, like, a bird attacks him, and the bird, like, bites his nostril and stuff, and he's, like, screaming, and it bites his nipple, and there's just, like, a little run about the beach and stuff screaming. Listen, if you can, if you can be daft, but also be a good wrestler, then we love you here in the Wrestling Connection.
0: Definitely, definitely.
1: Um, no real opinion on his brother Primo, though, but there you go. I've I've actually,
0: I've just realised, Chris, that I've met Carlito. I forgot to tell. (laughs) Um, I've just remembered that. You have Um, no, you you have no real connection to him, but you've met him, right? Tell us that. uh, I mean, one day I'll tell it long form. He he was doing a signing at uh, the old HMV on Buchanan Street. You know that there was once a Virgin Megastores and a Mm Zave, and it's now a clothes shop. Uh, and I kind of got there dead late. I was one of the last people to meet him. I had to buy a copy of Royal Rumble 2009. It was him and Primo doing the signing, and uh, a guy in front of me got a real apple signed by him. Um, <laughs> that's so brilliant. that's got to be that. That's, that was you know this was an 09, so that's bound to be mouldy by now. Uh, and oh, uh, so they both signed my Royal Rumble 09 DVD. I have still got that, and uh, my I, I said hi to Primo. I didn't really know much about him at the time, and to Carlito I said you're up. Ethan Legend, Carlito. Oh, except I actually said the swear, and he just went. He just went. <laughs> Thanks, man. And he kind of nodded with this cheerful kind of smile on his face. <laughs> Thanks, man. Uh, and that was the day I met Carlito and Primo. Meet the wrestler. We met the wrestler. <laughs> <laughs> I love he just said hi to Primo. Hi Primo I didn't know anything about him I could barely tell you What he looked like at the time Of course I have nothing But respect for the man But back then I was 18 And no, no. You know, still, still recovering From the Bret Hart saga So <laughs> Were you in your jammies When you met Carlyle and Primo? Uh, and i think it was uh i I mean i don't think i was making a fashion statement but uh Ah. i I don't have any pictures from the day or anything but it was a nice wee moment it was one of the bit nicer wrestling interactions
1: i've had yeah good um i remember when primo was doing like the house show circuit for years and he would always be like the he would randomly pop up at a house show same with like Chavo guerrero and like the uh, los matadors and people like that they'd always be on the house shows wrestling like the new established star or whatever you know yeah primo did that for the longest time like i remember he wrestled sin cara when sin cara first debuted like the original sin cara mystical um it was a bit of a disaster so there you go um second and last random wrestler it's the one it's billy Gunn.
0: when i went to rebellion 2001 the dark match was billy Gunn and chuck palumbo pre-billy and chuck Mm. uh, versus lance storm and just incredible Oh, the Impact Players. The Impact Players, yeah. Uh, no Don Marie at that point. Gutted, uh, man. I know. But the uh, the one Billy Gunn music that... <laughs> <laughs> On occasion, my reflection, I got it all. That one. Um, that sounded quite good, by the way. Sounded I know. Good, <laughs> uh, that was the first thing that hit the Tron. You know, the first entrance right. that hit. The first time I heard the, the power of the Tron.
1: Uh, how cool is that moment the first song you hear
0: that and so that when I think of Billy Gunn despite the fact that all the things oh I've met Billy Gunn <laughs> Jesus <laughs> I forgot <laughs> uh I'll tell that story another time, okay? Because that's a good meet-a-wrestler story. But I've just remembered that I as remember well. I that,
1: that, I pulled out both names and you were like, I don't know much about them. Oh, wait a minute!
0: <laughs> but yeah, when I think about the gun, more so than actually meeting the guy, I think about that moment. And I'm a big fan of the Gun Club uh, and everything they're doing in right. AEW,
1: so yeah. Da-na, Such a good song. I don't think anything could beat Ass Man, but there you go. It did. Yeah, there you go. And you look so good to me um yeah I, listen again and someone else i've always kind of liked um soft spot for him and stuff i remember in like 2012 ish 13 maybe 11 he was doing yeah. this thing where he was like he was one of the first people to take calls from fans you know they'd be like you can do it on wwe are mm. doing it right now where it's like a virtual meet and greet where you get like 60 seconds with someone yeah um, he used to do that he used to phone folk and you know, it was like a I don't know if it was a phone or if it was like a video call, but he used to do it. And there was someone who used to follow on YouTube called Luke Cage. Luke Cage 29, not the superhero Luke Cage from Marvel, but just another user. Um, And he phoned Billy Gunn, or Billy Gunn phoned him. And it was this whole like, how you doing, Luke? Billy Gunn, you got any questions for me? And Luke was just like, oh, yeah, but he asked whatever question he said. And he goes, they need to hire you back, man. You've still got it. And he was like, thanks, man. I'm trying Hmm. to get a job. And then, like, it was a couple of years later, and then he was back doing the New Age Outlaws thing with, like, punk and really? well, all that stuff exactly. in the Royal Rumble 2014. So, and then he was on tour with him <laughs> when I was sitting front row. So, um, good on him, man. And it's, I'm glad that he's there in AEW now as a kind of like a player coach, but still getting to wrestle. And by the way, yeah. he's huge. He's, he's like 6'6 he's, he's like he's or something.
0: You don't realize how big he is until you meet him. I didn't, I was that, I'll tell that full story, like I said, down the line. I met was him. That, I, was that in I, Walkabout? It was a mock about Aye, there's there's a whole story about that day. That's a great bit of wrestler story. So I'm going to save it. Uh, but yeah, I spoke to him about China and a few other things. So aye, uh, um, I'll tell that entire day's story later on. Uh, I'm kind of giggling thinking about it. I'm, 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 I'm amazed that I've forgotten that about having that story to tell because uh, you kind of feel like we might be running out of meet wrestlers, but yeah, I, think, I guess I guess because of this, I've remembered i have met there more than go. I
1: think I have. So there you go. Oh, so coming up, ladies and gents, here on, on the Wrestling Connection on episode fifty, we have something very special planned, which is in a matter yes. of weeks. And then going forward, we have my Seamus story. We have the story of me training to be a wrestler. We have the uh, Billy Gunn story, and we also have meet an actor, which I'm dying to hear. Which you can maybe tell next week. Um, talking yeah, about meeting Morgan, ma'am, Morgan Freeman. Um, and Dufresne spent six years In Charles Sank. six years, he wishes it was six years Thirty years <laughs> in Charles Sank. And he swam through piss and Came out clean on the other side uh, <laughs> Right, there you go, another episode in the books, ladies and gents, apologies for the shorter episode But Glenn has to get him I um, do, my train's in 20 minutes, no it's in half an hour Alright, good, um, what I will say by the way, you just mentioned China um, th- This past week was International Women's Day And uh, I saw a picture of China And I was like, man, there's a trailblazer right there So I will say to all the the women in wrestling, thank you very much for your service. And uh, let's keep breaking those barriers, boy. Anything you want to say? Uh, I just think uh, as encouraging as it is to
0: see how much better the representation is for women in wrestling over the last 10 years, I personally feel like it's still got a long way to go. And that's not the fault of the women. That is the fault of the institutions. Uh, And I am hopeful that the 2020s by the time you and I are much older Chris and it's the last episode that we're doing of 2029 I hope that we can reflect on this mm. podcast and, and see even better change I, I don't think we should be resting until women and men have a truly equal platform uh, in wrestling and that means no more Saudi deals that means uh, more women exclusive pay-per-views more main events better storytelling more in-depth rosters it's doable there's no excuse Let's see it happen this decade, folks.
1: I'd love to sit down with someone and say, why have you not done another all-women's pay-per-view? Why? Exactly. It makes so much sense. You know what I mean? Anyway, um, yes, there you go, ladies and gents. Thank you very much for listening. You can get us on the socials, at WrestleConnect1 on Twitter and at WrestleConnection on Instagram. And we'll be back next Sunday with another brand new episode of the Wrestling Connection from Glenn at his work and me from Goodbit Studios (sighs) here and now, which is, I guess, WrestleConnection Studios. I'll talk to you next week. Thank you so much for listening. Take care of yourselves and have a good week. Ta-ta.